It says in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I want to talk to you today for a few minutes about inviting God into your difficulties. Nobody likes going through hard times, and when anybody goes through hard times, you definitely shouldn't go through hard times on your own. If you go through hard times, you should have someone there with you, someone to stand with you, someone to pray with you. See, the enemy will try, when hard times and troubles come on you, he'll try his absolute best to try and isolate you. He'll be telling you stuff like that, you know, you need to go through this on your own. You need to work this out in yourself. He's trying to isolate you. He's trying to get you away from the very ones who will stand with you to try and help you. He'll tell you things like, you know, don't bring anyone else in on this because they don't understand. He'll say things like, they'll judge you and they will look down on you if you talk to them about this issue. They'll think that you're weak if you reach out and ask someone to help you when you go through some stuff. But here's the thing, the enemy is a liar. Amen. He is the father of all lies. When he opens his mouth, the truth never comes out of his mouth. Amen. He's the liar from the very beginning. There is no truth whatsoever in him. And when he starts to talk to us, when we go through some difficulties, we need to remind ourselves that we've got to switch him off. Amen. We've got to switch him off. You know, if something plays on the television at home that you don't like, you switch it off. Amen. So why would you allow the enemy to come into your home and start telling you lies? You need to learn to switch him off, amen? Because anytime he opens his mouth, he just tells you lies. Here's the thing, when we get into difficulty, everyone of us starts to look for a way out, and, and we look for the quickest way out, and I can totally understand that. But what if in that difficulty, God wants to show you something? Amen. You know, God never brings hardship. He never brings trouble on you. But every time in that hardship or in that trouble, God has something for you to learn. Amen. Church, before you get out of the trouble, you've got to invite God into the trouble. Mm-hmm. What's more powerful than God bringing you out of the trouble is that when God in the trouble changes something in you through that trouble. Amen. I mean, if you're going to go through trouble anyway, you may as well learn something, yeah? Yeah? You may as well learn something going through the trouble. All often our prayer is, God, get me out of this situation as quick as possible, when actually we should be praying, Lord, show me and teach me in this situation so that I come out of this situation and I've learned something. I'm stronger. I'm better for it. Some of the life's greatest lessons have been learned when we go through hard times. Nobody likes going through hard times. Totally understand. Nobody likes it. But in those hard times, we've got some stuff that we can learn. Amen? Our prayer should be, when we go through hard times, Lord, help me not just to get out of this situation, but help me to grow in this situation. I know growing up, when I was a child, every time I grew, I had growing pains. I have pains in my joints. Anybody else have that? Pains in all of my joints when I was growing. But what was happening, I was, I was getting taller. I was getting bigger. I was growing. You can't grow without having growing pains. Amen? We wish we didn't have it. 
We, just, we wish we didn't have to learn sometimes through difficulties or through troubles, but when we do go through difficulties and troubles, we've got to realize that we're going through this and we will learn from it because, you know, the enemy is stupid. Amen. He tries to bring stuff on you to try and destroy you, but in that thing that he tries to destroy you with, God is saying, I can use this to grow this person and advance this person way beyond anything that the enemy would try and do to him. And you'll find that once you come through what the enemy has tried to destroy you, but God is using it to advance you. You know, you can't grow gold in the field. It has to be grown under pressure. Amen. It's found, it's grown under pressure. Pressure. I never liked school. I don't think anyone does. Anybody like school? You know, Damien, I don't believe you. <laughs> Damien's been saying that for years. I don't believe him. <laughs> I never liked school. I went because I had to go. It's the law. didn't like it, though. But I knew every time I went to school, I knew I was learning stuff. And I knew when I came out of school, you know, I learned stuff that I, that's profitable for life. Didn't like it. Didn't enjoy the experience. But I know, too, that if every time that I complained about going to school to my parents, they said, don't worry about it. Stay at home. There's so much that I wouldn't have learned. Even though you don't like something, you, you learn through it. Amen? Amen? Most of life lessons we learn, we learn going through some stuff. Not when we avoid the trouble. Amen. Amen? Nowadays you can learn everything you need to know on the internet. YouTube is amazing. Amen? Amen. You can learn how to make a red velvet cake on YouTube. You can also learn how to build the stairs there. To walk you through every Aspect of building the stairs or making a red velvet cake. Hint, hint, anybody taking that this morning? Okay. <laughs> but you can learn everything you need to learn on YouTube. It's all there. Videos to show you how to mix concrete. Videos to show you how to change a tire on a car. But there's one thing in watching a video. And there's another thing in actually getting down and doing the thing. Amen. You know the best place to learn how to change a tire? on the side of the road with a flat tire. It's the best place to learn. Amen. Because now you have to do it. Amen. If you don't change it now, praise God, you're staying there. So the best place for you to learn how to do something like that is on the side of the road with a flat tire. Now you have to do it. Amen. And if you do that, you'll learn. And the next time something like that happens, or the next time you come across someone on the side of the road with a flat tire in the rain, you go, da 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 da, I'll change it for you. Because now you know how to do it. Amen? Because you've learned how to do it. You see, when we go through trouble as people, we learn along the way. And then when we come across people in a few months or a few years or even a few weeks later, going through the same kind of stuff that we went through in the past, now we can step in there and say, I can help you. I've been there. Amen. Amen. I've been there. How many, how many of us would like to learn how to swim off someone who, who's never gotten in the water? Amen. Best place to learn how to swim is off someone who knows how to swim. Amen. When you go through some stuff in life, you learn things on the way. 
And you can bring those things with you that when you come across someone else going through that same sort of stuff that you've gone through in the future, you can now say, lean on me. I'll help you. I'm with you. I'm here for you. Amen? You know, I believe it takes nine or ten years in this country, I may be wrong, to become a surgeon. If you want to be a surgeon, you've got to get the grades, and you've got to go to college for a number of years, and then you've got to go through training, you've got to go, oh, the whole process takes about nine or ten years before they'll ever allow you in to operate on a real person. Praise the Lord. Because I don't think that any of us here, and I know we, none of us ever want to go through an operation, but I don't think any of us here, if we ever had to go through an operation, would be happy if Dougie Hauser came in to operate on you 14 years of age, operating on you because, you know, I want to. I want to be a surgeon. I think you wouldn't let him do it, would you? Just because he said he wanted to do it, just because, oh, I'm not interested in going to college. I went for two weeks. Too much work. Just give me a knife. Just give me a scalpel. Give me a face mask. I'll do it. I'll take out your appendix. I'll operate on you. You wouldn't let him do it, would you? No way. You'd be off that gurney and you'd be running out of that hospital. Amen. You want the guy who has been operating for 20 years who's gone through all of the courses, has done everything on it. He's done this operation a hundred times before. That's the guy you want. If you ever had to go through an operation, I pray you never will. Amen? Psalms 23 is probably everybody's favorite psalm. Talking about how God will lead you and provide for you and restore you and give you rest. It's a beautiful psalm. But there's one part of Psalm 23 that most of us, we really don't like, do we? It's the part where you go through some trouble. Psalms 23 and verse 4 says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Most of us think to ourselves, hey, that, that's unnecessary. That's unnecessary, God. You don't have to put that in there. Can I have the leading and the providing and the, and the rest and all of the rest of the stuff? Can I have that without having to go through the valley of the shadow of death? But here's the thing that we need to remember. When we go through the valley of the shadow of death, when we go through some trouble, God says that you will fear no evil. For God is with you. His rod and his staff, they comfort you. When you go through the valley of the shadow of death, you're not going through it on your own. Amen. That's not the place where you should feel the furthest from God. When you go through some troubles in life, that's the place that you should feel the closest to God. Because God says, when you go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not desert you there. I will not abandon you there. I will not walk away from you there. I won't drop you down in the middle of that and say, work it out for yourself there. He said, I will be with you as you go through the valley of the shadow of death. Do you also notice what the scripture says there? It says that you go through the valley of the shadow of death. Doesn't say that you're gonna, God is gonna drop you into the valley of the shadow of death and He's just gonna set up a tent for you there and you're gonna live out the rest of your lives there. It says you're going through. Amen. How many people are glad that they're going through some stuff, but as you go through some stuff, there's a way out the other end? Amen. Just keep on moving, keep on trusting. Keep on looking to God, the author and the finisher of your faith. He is taking you true. God will never abandon you in the valley of the shadow of death. Deuteronomy 31 and verse 6 says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. 
for the Lord your God. For the Lord your God. Do not fear or be afraid. For the Lord your God. He is the one who goes with you. God goes with you. When trouble comes, God is there with you. He is with you. Be strong and of good courage, for God is with you. He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. No matter what you go through, whether you're going through it today or whether you've been going through it for months, God is with you. He is saying, be strong and of good courage. He will never leave you or forsake you. Amen. God is a protector. He is a provider. He don't just protect you and provide you in the good times when you can almost tangibly feel God providing and protecting. God protects you and provides for you in the hard times too. Amen? Amen. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 2. It says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Nor shall the flame scorch you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Do you notice where it said there? It says, when you go through. When you go through. When you go through the waters, God says he's there. The waters won't overtake you. When you go through the fire, he says, the fire won't scorch you. It won't burn you. It won't take you out. God is there. God is there. He is with us. When you go through some stuff, God is right there. When you go through stuff, you should not feel that God has abandoned you because he hasn't. Amen. When you go through some stuff, you got to invite God in. Don't allow the troubles of your life to push God out. Amen. When the troubles come, you press into God all the more. Amen. Because he is there. Amen. Amen. The enemy is there and he's whispering in this air and he's saying, God has abandoned you in this trouble. God has taken you this far and God can't get you through this. You're on your own now. You may figure this out. When God is saying, no, drown out the voice of the enemy. Did you notice when the children of Israel went through the, the sea, that the only ones to drown were the enemy. Children of Israel never got a drop of water on them. Amen. When you go through some stuff, God is right there with you. And if you keep your eyes on him, not a drop of water will come on you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. You can be confident, no matter what you go through, that God is right there with you, right in the middle of it. He's not far away from you. He is right there in the middle of it. But oftentimes we struggle, don't we? We go through some trouble and we flap around and we panic and we do everything. We go everywhere and we ask everyone except the right person for help. A number of years ago, there was an advert for the water safety people. It was coming into the summer and, you know, a lot of people in Ireland drowned every year in the water. And the water safety people brought out this amazing ad a few years ago where it showed a load of people just dropped into water. And of course they were dropped into water and as soon as you get dropped into water unexpectedly or as soon as you get out from the land and you've been in the water for a while, you get out from the land and all of a sudden you, you, can't, uh, you get caught in the current and you can't get back into the, 
in, into the shore again, you started to panic. And the ad showed people dropped in the water and they're panicking, they're flailing around, throwing their arms all over the place. And the ad said, you know what, that's the worst thing you could do. But it's your instinct, amen? Your instinct when you get dropped in the water there or where you no longer can feel the bottom, you know, when you're out in the water or you get caught in the current, your instinct is to panic. And I think a lot of believers too, when they end up in some trouble, I think our instinct is to panic. Our instinct is to flail around, try everything to try to get out of this trouble. When the water safety people say that the best thing that you can do, if you end up in the water or out of your depth in the water, is to relax. It says, relax. Stop flailing your arms. But if you relax, they say, you'll float. You see, I think we, us believers need to start relaxing when some troubles come on us. Amen? Amen? If your child ever gets an itch on their arm, what's the worst thing that they can do? Scratch it. Leave it alone. Amen? Leave it alone. It goes away. A couple of minutes, they won't even know it's there. If you get dropped in the water, don't flail around. You just relax. I think when we go through trouble, we, we think that the whole world is coming against us and we panic. We flail around all over the place. And the enemy loves that. He loves it. Because in that panic, the enemy comes in there and he whispers in your ear, you're going to drown. Got you this time. You're going to drown. I'm going to take you out this time. When the reality of the situation is God is just saying, relax. Relax. I got this thing. Got it. I'm right there with you in the middle of the trouble. I'm right there with you in the middle of the problem. Relax. And you know, when you relax, you start to see things clearer, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because when you're running around like a headless chicken, you can't see clearly. Because you're, you're, you don't focus on anything for any more than five seconds. You're going like this the whole time. You're, look, look, you're panicking. When you relax, you can keep your focus on God. Calm down, God is saying. Relax. I've got this. I'm here. I'm with you. Yeah, you're going through some stuff, but you know what? You're going through. I'm going to show you the way out. We need to relax. And allow God to do his thing. Amen? It's because the enemy is trying so hard to get you to take your eyes off of Jesus. He knows that if he can get you to focus on the problem instead of focusing on God, then he'll have his way. He'll bring destruction. He'll bring loss. He can, bring he can destroy your life. When you disconnect yourself from your source and your guide. A lot of times, us Christians, we're, we can be the worst. A lot of times we go through some trouble in life and the first thing we do is we stop coming to church. We disconnect from the body. Because I'm going through some stuff. I need to figure this stuff out. When the reality of the situation is when you go through stuff, you've got to press in all the more to God. Amen. Because the enemy is out to divide. He's out to take the one sheep from the back of the, the flock. 
Because if he, he knows that if he can divide that sheep from the flock, he can destroy them. So when you go through stuff, that's the time that you need to be in the body of Christ, sown into the body of Christ. At every time the door opens, you need to be there. Amen? Because the body of Christ rallies around those who are going through some stuff. Amen? We need to invite God in to our struggles. Instead of ignoring them and saying, I'm gonna, I, need, I need time out. I need time out. I need, I need to take some time out to sort myself out. No, you don't. That's the enemy talking. Amen. You need to be in church when you go through some stuff. Because that's where God can sort you out. Amen. Psalms 23 and verse 4. says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow, that I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Church, we need to redevelop this childlike faith. And trust in God our Father that when he said that he would lead us and he would guide us and he would comfort us and he would be with us and he would bring us through, that we will believe him. Amen. Sometimes we need to switch off our intellect when it comes to things like this. Because we talk ourselves out of what God wants to do in our lives. Amen. When we're going through some trouble, we read scriptures like Psalm 23 and we think, oh, no, that's okay for them. I need to figure this thing out myself. But every scripture that you have in your word of God is specifically for you. And it works for everyone. Amen? We have to allow God into our lives when we go through some trouble. Remember that scripture we used a couple of weeks ago when Jesus stood on the hill overlooking Jerusalem? Just before he went to the cross, he was lamenting about how much he wanted to protect the children of Israel. And he said in Matthew 23, verse 37, he said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophet and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wing. But you were not willing. Church, we have to be willing. Amen. We have to be willing to bring God into our struggles, into our problems. Amen? Not push him out. Bring him in. Because it's only when we bring him in can he make a change in our lives. Amen? In every issue, in every fire, in every flood, we need to invite God in. And he will bring us out and bring us true with the victory. Deuteronomy 20 and verse 4 says, For the Lord your God, he is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. Another thing we need to realize too, that when we go through some stuff, God takes that personal. Amen. When the enemy comes against God's children, he takes that personal. Parents, if someone comes against your kid, you take it personal. Amen. All of a sudden, they're not just coming against your kid, they're coming against you. And when... When the enemy comes against you, a child of God, God takes that personal. Amen. And he said, if we let him, when we go through some stuff, God goes with you to fight for you against your enemy. Amen. And he will give you the victory. 
The victory is found when we allow God to fight our battles for us. The key for us is we're not to struggle, we're not to worry. Not to think that God has abandoned you. The key is that we have to recognize that God is right there with us in the fire, right there with us in the flood, and he is bringing you through. Amen. Amen. When Paul and Silas were in prison, right there in the darkest part of the prison with their feet and hands in the stocks and the, in the, the darkest, the smelliest, the wettest part of the prison, in there falsely for, for something that they didn't do. They should have praised him. They should have given him a medal. But they threw him in prison unjustly. Paul and Silas could have complained. They could have given out. They could have said, Oh, Lord, why have you abandoned us in this prison? We've just done good in your name, Lord. We freed that young girl from a demonic possession. We should have got a medal, Lord. And, oh, oh Lord, here we are in prison, Lord. You've abandoned us in the darkest part of the prison. But instead of them doing that, what the Word of God says, it said at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. They were inviting God in. They were saying, Lord, even though we know we're in here unjustly, Lord, we're praying to you. Come in to us. And you know, God is not afraid of the dark. Amen. He's not afraid of the prison. Amen. There is no place on this planet that God wouldn't go. He'd even go into a haunted house. I wouldn't. But God would. Amen? There's no place that God won't go to rescue one of his kids. Amen? At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying. They were inviting God into their problems and singing hymns to God. They were worshiping God. They were praising God. They were blessing God. They were praying to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. You know, when you go through some trouble, people know you're going through some trouble. But the greatest witness when you go through some, through some trouble is when you invite God into that trouble. People will say, hey, listen, I thought they'd fall apart. I thought when this problem was going to come on, they'd fall apart. But no, they're true believers of God. There must be something to this God because they're trusting in God. When you go through, through some trouble and you bring God in, it's a huge witness. Bang, bang, the enemy is down, amen? It's a knockout, amen? The enemy is floored when you bring God into your troubles, amen? And what did God do for Paul and Silas? He knocked down that prison, amen? He knocked down that prison to the point where they could just walk straight out through the doors open, brought an earthquake. God is nothing that God can't do. Amen. In the natural, Paul and Silas probably thought to themselves, hey, let's pray, let's worship God, let's, let's invite God into this mess that we find ourselves in. And you know what? Maybe the, the governor or maybe the guys who brought us in here, maybe they'll take pity on us. Maybe they'll come in and, and take us out of this part of the prison. Maybe they'll put us in a nicer part of the prison. Maybe they'll give us some ointment for our hands or our feet. Maybe they'll give us a drink. Maybe they'll feed us. But God had other plans, hadn't he? Amen. And we all know that God's ways are higher than our ways. Amen. And if you're going through some stuff at the moment, your best case scenario is not a patch on what God says he can do or what God has up his sleeve. Amen. 
God can bring an earthquake if an earthquake is needed. Amen. God can bring a flood if a flood is needed. God can do whatever God needs to do in order to free one of his children. If we invite him in to the issues that we're going through. Giving out, complaining, crying. Oh, woe is me, putting on that sad face, hunched over back, I'm so oppressed. It's not going to get you out of the trouble that you find yourself in. Worshiping, praising God, inviting him in, saying, Lord, I know I'm going through the valley of the shadow of the death at the moment. Lord God, it doesn't look good at the moment, but I'm going through, Lord. I know you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they are giving me comfort and they are guiding me. We need to, when we go through some stuff, we need to worship God. We need to praise God right there in the middle of the trouble. We need to invite him in. Say, God, I'm not going through this stuff on my own. I have no way that I can get out of this stuff on my own. Lord, you're going to have to do it. And if you do that, I guarantee you every time, every time the enemy attacks you to try and take you out, God will be right there with you, giving you the victory in Jesus' name. Amen? Praise God. Let's stand to our feet this morning. Glory to God. We serve an unreal God, you know that? Uh, and I say that in the modern term. I don't mean that he's unreal. He is real, praise God. But, you know, just being modern, we, he's unreal. He is awesome. Glory to God. There's nothing he can't do. Amen. Nothing he can't do. He is the God of the impossible. Amen. He is, as we sang this morning, the way maker. The miracle worker. The light in the darkness. I don't know all the rest of the song. He is the promise keeper. But he is the way maker. Amen. Glory to God. Father God, we just thank you today. And we trust you, Lord God. Even right in the middle of the issue, Lord God. Even right in the middle of the problem, Lord God. And Father God, we are sorry if we've tried to work out these problems and issues on our own, Lord God. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to come in right in the midst, Lord, of the, of the flood. Right in the midst of the fire, Lord God. We ask you to come. We give it to you, Lord God. And we ask you, Lord God, that you would open the way, Lord God. Lead us and guide us and bring us through, Lord God. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.